1: Do you know that God knows you? He knows everything about you and he loves you. He's waiting for you to turn from sin and turn to him. He loves you. How do I know that? Our Lord Jesus Christ died for you so that you might become a child of God. In the Holy Spirit. Are you a child of God? People tell me everybody is a child of God. No, I don't believe that. Those who believe in Him are children of God. Those who believe in Jesus and have given their lives to Jesus are children of God. Those who believe in Jesus and have made Jesus their Savior and their Lord, they are children of God. We're looking at Mark's gospel today, the beginning of Mark's gospel, the beginning of the good news. Good news equals gospel. So I could say the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He's begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, born of the Father before all ages? Oh yes, he was never created. He existed with the Father from all eternity as the Son of God. He became human in the womb of the Virgin Mary. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, this is chapter 40 Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Well, I want to look at the prophecy of Zechariah, his father. And that's Luke 1, verse 70. And you, my child, John the Baptist, who was just born, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, that's John the Baptist, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, that's John the Baptist. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. He did that in Jordan River, calling people to repentance. He did that in the Jordan River. Oh, yes, it all comes together. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness verse 4, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Jordan countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized in him in the river Jordan, baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. Oh, yes, yes, There is one coming after John, who is infinitely greater than John, who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. The people were confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and a leather belt. I want to tell you, that's not kosher. A leather belt and camel's hair are not kosher. So we see that the kosher law is being broken by John the Baptist. It's not kosher. Leather is not kosher. Camel hair is not kosher. Just yesterday, I prayed over a Jewish woman. She goes to Father Joseph's church. She tells her family, I'm not going to synagogue, I'm going to church. And she came up to me and asked me for her my blessing. It's amazing, it's amazing. I love the Jewish people. I want to minister to the Jewish people. Let's continue. With a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. The locust tree bore fruit. They were black beans. They're called locusts. The locust tree, he did not eat grasshoppers. It's the locust fruit from the locust tree and I'm going to tell you It doesn't touch my stomach, it turns my stomach. But that's what he ate. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I love that. John the Baptist knows that the one who is coming after him is more powerful than he In another place in John's Gospel, it says, He must increase, and I must decrease. I am not worthy to stoop and untie the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. All that baptism of the Holy Spirit has kept me for 54 years how I needed that baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the lowest times of my life, I could never deny that I received that baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can never deny that one day in August, my life was changed. Oh yes, there's been Many ups and downs, in season and out of season. But I can't deny what God has done. I can't deny it. Let's continue. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And just as he was coming up from the water, he saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. So we see the Spirit of God coming upon Jesus, the voice of the Father coming upon Jesus, and Jesus, we see the Trinity in the baptism. God is one, but he's three. Three in one. And he's always referred to in the singular person. Not they, but he. He. Anthony just came in, so I'm going to just let him do something in a minute. And the Spirit immediately drove him out of into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days tempted by satan and he was with the wild beasts and angels waited upon him it's interesting when mark says he was with the wild beasts why do you think he says that because the people in rome are being eaten up by the wild beasts And Jesus wants them to know, even as he won the battle over the wild beasts, they will win the battle, even if they die, because they're going to heaven. He was with the wild beasts.
2: When you are with the wild beasts, it says that the angels were with Jesus. So the Lord will always... God, the father, he'll always send you angels. He'll send you exactly what you need for the circumstances you're in. God knows exactly what you need, whatever you're going through right now, whatever situation you are in life. God has given you the grace to come out of the perfect grace and he'll give you whatever you need for this circumstance. You know, I just came back this weekend I went with uh, all the the high school kids to Studentville, Ohio, and it was a huge Catholic conference. And a lot of these kids, they had been going to church their whole life, but they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit this weekend, and they were forever changed. When we got there, there was about 2,000 young high school kids, and they had a band, and they were all praising and worshiping. And it was one of the most powerful experiences I had in my life. Because as we praise and we worship and we sing to God, our praises go up and heaven comes down. And that goes for your life too. But after praise and worship and there were talks, they brought out Jesus in the Eucharist. And the priests would walk through the aisles with Jesus in the Eucharist in our blessed sacrament. Blessing everyone with blessing all the children and you know as Jesus came through the aisles and they processed with our Blessed Sacrament every every kid in there they they were broken in tears they were filled with the love of God we were on an 11-hour ride back from Ohio yesterday night but you know what the Holy Spirit was so present on that bus because all the kids were testifying about what they encountered how their lives were forever changed because they knew God was real in their head, but they experienced him in his heart. In the bus ride, it really only seemed like two or three hours. It it was, you know, when we're in the glory of God, we're we're in the Holy Spirit, God can bend time. You know, time is all relative. God is outside space and time. So when we're flowing with the Lord, time seems to go faster. And, you know, life seems to get easier. But I just think it's very profound in, in the Gospels when it says that, like, as Jesus was with the wild beasts, as Jesus was being tempted by the devil, after the temptations were over, God sent reinforcements. He sent the angels. And if that's for you today, just, just hold on. Just hold on because God knows what you need and the Father will send angels to be by your side.
1: It tells us in the book of Hebrews, are not these angels ministering spirits sent to us who are on the way to salvation? That's from the first chapter of the letter to the Hebrews. Are not these angels, angels, ministering spirits sent to us who are on the way to salvation. Oh, yes, the angels are very real. I have a classmate that doesn't believe in angels, but he had an experience. It's very interesting. He he used to fall asleep while driving. And as he was driving, he fell asleep. The radio was not on. He heard this beautiful melody and he woke up. I said, Tom, those are the angels that you don't believe in. Oh no, that's God. Yes, it's God working through the angelic ones. He still doesn't believe in angels. But you know what? He'll see them when he dies. Let's continue. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel, the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the gospel. The gospel of what? Of the kingdom of God and every kingdom has a king, and Jesus is the king of the kingdom, and the kingdom is a kingdom of power, joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not a place, so to speak. It's an experience. Thy kingdom come, we pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I wonder how many of us really think about that, When we pray, Thee, Our Father, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's nobody dead. I tell you, yesterday, I prayed over all these ladies. One lady said, I have been following you for 40 years and have never met you. Could you bless me? I blessed so many ladies yesterday. I was at Father Joseph's uh, parish, went to celebrate Mass with him. I blessed so many ladies, including the Jewish lady who goes to church and not to synagogue. That's very interesting. She says, I like coming to church. The people love me. not that interesting? That's interesting. She tells her children, I'm going to church. They say, You mean the synagogue? No, I mean church. And this is a woman whose parents were in Auschwitz. Her mother died, and her father lived because he was a doctor. Verse 16 As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The glance of Jesus must have been so powerful. Here they are fishing, and Jesus says, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately leave their boat to follow Jesus. Are you following Jesus today? Well, you know, 50% not good enough. Jesus died completely so that you and I would live completely for him. Not 30%, not 70%. Not even 99%, but totally for Him.
2: And they left everything to follow Jesus. Because when we give Jesus everything, He gives us everything. When we go after Jesus with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our might, then we become the person we were created to be. Then we become fully alive. Jesus wants you to live a life fully alive in the full power of the Holy Spirit and the full gospel. People are only converted and come to God when the full gospel is preached, when the power of God is preached, the love of God is preached, when we don't compromise. Jesus, he doesn't compromise. We're not called to compromise easier. We need to speak the truth in love always. We speak the full truth, but in love always because the truth is what cuts. The truth is what sets people free. You know, we can't, we don't want to be conformed to the world. We want to just be conformed to the word of God. As we just preach Jesus and we live fully in Jesus Christ, then he fills every cell of our body with the light of Christ. Jesus wants to illuminate your soul, honor us as it is in heaven. It is the miracles, but it's also heaven in your soul that we receive heaven in our soul that even good times, bad times, high times. We know that Jesus Christ is with us, that there will be suffering, but Jesus will be with us through the suffering. So no matter what we go through, it's okay because we're going through it with Jesus and Jesus is using it for our good. Jesus is using it to form our soul into, into a heavenly dimension that he's growing us in love with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know, even with the kids we talked about, we're just so amazed that like you guys are in a community which is apart from the world, you know, the world is so upside down, but you guys are just filled with love and life and joy and peace. As I saw 2000 kids fully alive in the Holy spirit, it took me so much deeper as they were dancing and singing and praising the Lord and just being like children worshiping God, you know, I'm learning from them, saying, God, give me this childlike face. Give me this exuberance of you. Give me just this fullness of life in you, Jesus, that I'm waking up and I'm happy and I'm joyful and I'm praising my creator. Because we are created with a space in our heart was created to praise and worship. And if we don't praise and worship and adore God, we're going to praise and worship and adore the things of the world. And that leads, those are all just counterfeit joys. So, Jesus Christ, when we go after him with all of our heart, It busts down the walls, we need to break down the walls of trauma, we need to break down the walls of abuse, we need to break down the walls of just worldliness and we want to be so heavenly minded that we become earthly good, that we are so tuned into heaven that Jesus Christ, he uses us and he lives his life through you. His power comes through you that when you walk in a room, your eyes glow with the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God emanates from you. And everyone wants to know what is, what, is, what is this person? What is so different about them? Why are they so happy? Why are they so full of life? When I come around them, I feel peace. I feel joy. I don't know what it is. But in the spiritual realm, I feel so good. Then you say, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ Jesus who lived through me. What you feel is Jesus Christ, the hope of glory in me. And you know, the same gift, the same hope, the same healing that Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit has given me. He wants to give to you right now. He wants to give to you right now. And then you release, then you release the kingdom of God upon that life. You live as the apostles did. You know, you live as a Christian, a little Christ. We want to say that we are little Christ upon this earth. We are little Christ, and we, and we release a kingdom to everyone we come across.
1: The presence of God is id the Christian. We tabernacle the presence of God. We need to know that. And we've got to let that out as we minister to people. We don't tabernacle the presence of God to keep it to ourselves but to minister to people, one at a time, one at a time. I don't think that I'm speaking to thousands of people. I'm speaking to you. You're the only one I'm speaking to. And that's enough. You see, thousands of people mean nothing to me. But you mean everything to me. That's what God wants. He wants you as his own. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen. And the Word was made flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and and at the hour of our death. Amen. We tabernacle the presence of God. God bless
0: you.